and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast. My name is Andy Warren, stepping into the host's chair this week. Uh, while Mark Heath is having a day off, um, he's probably gone away somewhere. Um, maybe the kitchen or the, the other end of the garden. Andy, sorry to interrupt my friend. It doesn't say recording on mine. Um, normally it says recording. On my screen, I just want right, to check some recording. pieces recording. Yeah, I'm recording it yeah, for me. Yeah. Fine. Sorry to interrupt. I'm gonna. Do you want to start should again? We, should we just leave? Should we just leave? Should we just leave that bit just in? Leave that. I mean, that is ridiculous. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a shambles. Let's just, let's just leave it in. We're we're still here. That was the voice <laughs> of Stuart Watson, who hopefully it's recording. Is that right, Stu? I don't know. You normally deal with the technical side of it. Normally, I get a little red dot saying recording, which I can't see today. So I didn't want us to talk for an hour for no reason at all. You've got. I am a little bit. I am a little bit worried now that this entire podcast will appear with with no with no Stuart Watson on it, and I don't know what the thing right thing to do is. Do we carry on? Do we do we stop and check? I've got a red dot. Carry on. Okay, let's carry on. Uh, who should we introduce next? Ross, producer Ross is here. He's got Hi. a red dot. I do. Um, producer Ross, how are you? I mean, I'm very well. I haven't eaten as many Easter eggs as I normally do via the self-isolation. So I see a lot of eggs behind Mike, so I'm very envy, envious of him right now. You've mentioned the man Mike, an un, a very rare appearance yes. on the Kings of Anglia podcast. Mr. Big. Mr. Big Porker, the Easter egg man, who's got three Easter eggs behind him and a little chocolate bunny as well. Oh, four. Mike, Mike Bacon, how are you? It's very well. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's been um, it's been a little while that um, the contract negotiations have been long. That's all I'll say. But they've been worthwhile, I think. Um, I'm more concerned that Stuart's not being recorded. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm also now concerned, but I feel like we've gone too far with this to go back. Yeah, we've got to carry on, though. Do, you, do we think we actually do have to carry on? <laughs> yeah, I think we should. I yeah. think we should carry on. Mike, how are you? It has been a long time. It, um, has, it has been a long time, but there's been issues, as you know. And, um, you know, I've, I've, OK, I've, I've, I've thrown my toys out of the pram a few times. I agree. I know. And but that's that, that's just me, you know. Uh, we've settled it now. It's been signed, you know, and I'm here. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. And the good news is that you are being heavily financially rewarded now. Well, for, that, for appearing on this show. You, you know, you guys, you know how contracts work, you know, and football contracts particularly are messy things. Um, but here you go. I'm here now. And it's great to have you and your chocolate Thank eggs. You. Great to Thank have you. you. Um, are you missing football, Mike? In in terms of obviously, there's the, the professional game, that, but also also the non-league game. We've talked a lot on these podcasts over the last few weeks about about football and whether we're missing it, what what we're missing. But what about you? Are you are you missing the game? Uh, yes, 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 very much so. Um, I mean, Saturday afternoon. I sat Saturday afternoon. I just just sit in your garden. I mean, it's just not normal. I mean, it's just not normal. Even if. Even if you haven't gone to the game, you're listening to a game or you're following it on Twitter or you're... I mean, I follow Stuart's tweets. You know, I mean, I start following his tweets Saturday afternoon. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You know, I'm just... I'm lost. No, I'm missing it a lot. Yeah, I'm missing it a lot. And and also just like match of the day. 
mean just nothing. You have Shearer and Wright and what's the other one? Lineker just rabbing on about goalkeepers and stuff. I mean, it's just po- pointless drivel. You know, I can't put up with it, to be honest. I'd turn it off. What are they so, doing? Yeah. I haven't seen much of the day. Are they still doing it, but with just retro stuff? Is that what they're doing? No, they, the three of them were talking the other day. They do like a podcast like this, but poorer. And they just <laughs> sort of, they talk about stuff. And that's just, just for the sake of talking. It's because they're obviously get, still getting paid. So they've got to justify it. A bit like us, I suppose. So you've got to sort of justify it. And um, yeah, it's not good, Stu, to be honest. Not, you know, it's not the same. Is that why we're here? We're just here justifying our existence. Is that what the podcast is? I didn't. I didn't Stone, stones and glass houses springs to mind from what you've just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not the same. And, and so, yes, I'm missing football a lot because I used, I'd go and watch a game. I'd watch a non-league game. If I didn't watch town or I'd, I'd always watch Saturday afternoons is uh, football afternoons has been for many decades in my house. So like all of us. So, yeah. Well, uh, the latest the latest theory on when we might see some football, albeit not with our not in the flesh, probably behind closed doors and over a screen for us at least. Um, the new plan is June the sixth, Stu. The EFL are, are working towards, which would involve a three week preseason from the middle of May, back in for June the sixth. Season done in fifty six fifty six days. That's the new. Uh, that's the new scheme. What are we what are we thinking of that one? Um, this is just a report, isn't it, at the moment from ESPN? I think a, a reporting that the EFL are making tentative plans to return to action by that June the sixth date. Um, can anybody? Make, I suppose you've got to start having some tentative plans in place, but we've seen dates move back twice now already can anyone really see the situation drastically changing in the next few weeks i'm not sure um i'll believe it when i see it and that that will kind of throw up a whole heap of issues i've seen paul lambert's been quoted on the club website today saying um it will be dangerous for players to be asked to go and play 90 minutes off the back of no proper pre-season you become deconditioned there'll be a, a real risk of injuries stuff like that so um that in itself could could throw a whole heap of things up in the air. Um, as we've discussed before, what if what if players are contracting the coronavirus at this point, or do you know what I mean? What if they're not happy playing because they don't feel comfortable playing, even though it's in a behind closed doors environment? So we'll see. There's so many variables, aren't they? And and there's surely for that to even be possible by that point, there's going to have to be so much like almost probably daily testing of everybody in football and and that that's got its own issues hasn't it in whether that should be happening and whether that can happen well at a time where we're not even able to fully test the people on the front line in the nhs i'm not sure that would be a great look for football if they suddenly were able to find a way to test everybody in, involved in football just to get football matches back on. So um, whether that will stop the authorities or not, I don't know, because there's a lot of vested interest. There's a lot of financial implications to get this season done, isn't there? So, yeah, um, interesting times. We're no nearer to an answer, are we? So No, that, that would be on a knife edge anyway, because Mike, surely all, all it would need is, say, one Ipswich Town player came down with 
with the virus during that time and, and that's it switched down out of action for for two weeks and then that's just one team and th- there's just far surely there's far too many kind of variables here to to be realistically thinking about starting playing professional football from the uh, the first week of june mm, i think you're right I, it, the, the, t- the timing is the, is the issue the, the the thing with football is that it is so vast of all the sports that we're talking about haven't been knocked on the head or stopped or slowed up. Football is the big one. I mean, look at Liverpool. They're on the verge of winning the Premier League. Now, could you imagine if nothing gets happened, if nothing happens between the season never gets finished or what happens? What happens to the teams trying to get, uh, trying to get in the Premiership, in the Premier League? We talk about Ipswich. You're right. If, if an Ipswich player suddenly was to con- contract coronavirus and suddenly, yeah, you're right, two weeks. I mean, it's... It's fraught with danger, but it almost has to, something has, it has to almost start up. I don't know how, but it has to. I, I can't, because how long are you going to keep going? You know, you start to look into the start of next season. If you if you go past June, July, or you're then, you're then just moving it on and further and further. Very difficult. Mm. I, I wouldn't like to be the one who's going to call a, right, here we go, chaps, you know, this weekend type thing. But I, I think it's going to happen. I think football will go for it behind closed doors. I honestly do. Because I think, I just think the sport is just, it's weird to say it's bigger. It's not bigger than other sports in theory, but it is in, in a lot of ways. It's just so that the financial implications mm-hmm. of, of, you know, for, for clubs is just massive. It, okay, the middle, the teams in the middle, well, you know, the teams from sort of like, I suppose, 10th to 5th, 16th, 17th, 18th, they won't really worry what happens. But Oh, there's so much. There's so much riding on it. I, I think it's going to have to start. But Stu made the best point there. Quite honestly, you're going to start testing professional footballers for coronavirus and not NHS people. That's that's that's. A bit, Here's yeah. another consideration: is that some clubs, there's a lot of clubs that are going to have some skin in this in terms of getting declared champions. Whether they're going to go up, whether they're going to stay up, and that could that could be half of more than half of each league has got something still to play for. But there'll be some clubs that don't want the season to finish because it costs them, you know, the, I've seen the Accrington owner, Andy Holt's been talking about Bolton, how much it will cost Bolton now to continue playing players that they're not going to have next year. There'll be other clubs that don't really want this season t- to finish. And, it, you know, it's so does everybody have to vote in favour of it? And could a handful of clubs dig their heels in and say that they're not, they're not, happy to do so and does that delay the whole process it's, it's going to get really messy when it gets to decision time that's for sure yeah and I, I, I think you summed it summed up my feelings on it too with your your when you said earlier about believing it when you see it as well because uh, it feels a long way away at the moment Ross some uh, some some good news it's mm. just happened in, in the last day or so uh, Armando Dobra, who you've seen a lot of over the years, is, yeah. is close to um, close to signing a new contract at Ipswich, uh, which would ultimately be another four years for him, including all the options and that kind of thing. So, some good news. Should we talk about some good news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised. I think we all probably expected that he'll probably sign a new contract. It's just probably, the, you know, it's it's more how long it would have been in terms of the years. You always worry that you may only get like an extension for a year, but I think he most likely wanted a long-term contract here, definitely with the bright interest in January. But um, some very good news in the current weird times. I'm sure it's a weird 
situation and trying to sign contracts when it's everyone's in lockdown, I'm sure. I don't know how they would have got the, the contract signed and stuff. I know it's still reported and stuff, but yeah, it's interesting. I think it will get signed when they when they do eventually get back. It's it's, it's a, as good as being agreed, but not but not signed as yet. But do we see him being a big part of it? Ipswich's Ipswich's future. He's certainly done his his cause no harm with his cameos um, this season. Maybe a bit surprising we've not seen more of him. Yeah, but um, I understand sometimes with Lambert a little bit in terms of not just throwing them in and you know. Um, sometimes I like that. Sometimes I want them just yeah, just throw them in, give them an opportunity. But sometimes it, is, it can be a risk. I know a lot of town fans always got they urging Lambert, let's bring you know play him, just play him and play him. Uh, but you sort of proved on his league debut, you got sent off. Um, maybe if he was a bit a little bit older, he may have not reacted that way. But I think he is definitely a a player that has a big future ahead of him. Maybe he just needs to get a bit stronger. But of course, he's still. How old is he? Seventeen, eighteen, is he? Oh, his birthday today, isn't it? He's nineteen today. Nineteen today. So, you know, he's still got you know one or two more years of you know growing as a as a young man. So, you know, I think he's definitely got a big future in the game. Depends if it's here or not. Really depends how if we're in the championship or not. Because I'm sure he'll be aiming them heights. So yeah, good news. What have you made of Dobra this season, Stu? I like him. I like him not just because he's. He's a bit like a street footballer. We always talk about that, the way he just his first instinct is, is to run at people and he can break the lines and he can make things happen. Um, but the thing I like about him most is his, is his attitude. He's got a bit of fire in him. Ross talked there about the red card on his debut. Uh, he walks that tightrope a bit too often at the moment. Um, but I would rather a young player has that and you try and dial it down than not have it and you've got to try and inject it into them. I think you've either got that aggressive edge to you or you don't, and uh, he's got that. And I think that's um, a vital building block for a, for a young player. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing more of him. Have you seen much of Dobra, Mike? You do you do watch Ipswich fairly regularly, but yeah, have actually, you seen I'm any of this? Strange. I saw him, and Ross will remember, I saw him in the Suffolk Premier Cup semi-final. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix, though, last year, when he played yeah. against Leicester. Um he, yeah, it was quite interesting because he was, uh, he was, well, I suppose he was only 17, 18. And uh, Layson had some youngsters, but they're quite a few experienced boys as well. And uh, Amanda certainly wasn't, um, let's say, worried about going toe-to-toe with some of the more senior Layson players, all in their late 20s, early 30s. He impressed me a lot. Um, I'm, gl- I'm glad it's switched. I'm really glad they've got him on. I'm glad they've nailed him down. And and. I think he's a real talent. And yeah, you're right. I, I, I think you've got to get this balance right between playing players and not playing players, you know, youngsters particularly. Um, Dobra reminds is the sort of guy I think you could play a little bit. I think you'd give him two or three starts and let him have a little go. Um, I think Dezel has sort of, you know, classically gone backwards a little bit this season because he hasn't played much. He's in, out, in, out, in, out. Whereas Flynn Downs has proved that give a young lad a, a, a run and you see what he can do. Dobra, to me, I'd give him a chance because I think he's quite exciting. You can't go mad because he is only young. You, you can't play him 20 matches on the trot or anything, but he's certainly the most... I know Kieran Dyer speaks very highly because he was his under-18 manager, of course, at the under-18. He very, very highly spoke of him. And obviously you guys have all seen him for Ipswich, playing for Ipswich. So you, you, you know what I'm saying. It's I think it's exciting. And he's got that little edge of Stewie's head. Mm. It's certainly yeah. that's. And that's so crucial. That is so crucial. Before we um, before we went on this football suspension tour that we're currently uh, 
on now in our new world. Um, Lambert was asked about Dobro and, and why he had not played as often as people may think he, he should have done. Um, Lambert suggested that he was more a player that he was looking at for next season. And rather than him playing on the wing, which is where we've seen him largely, um, he sees him as a number 10, which is, Ross, I guess you've, you've probably seen a bit more of Dobra as a 10 mm-hmm. um, than the rest of us in the in the 18s and then a bit in the 23s. Um, can we see him at number 10? There's a lot of traffic there, which would, which would kind of all... He just loves the ball. He just loved having the ball and he just loves to just basically just charge at players um, and just take them on, really, and even go for shots outside the box. So I think he'll he'll love that. He'll thrive, I think, playing in the 10 role. Um, I think it just depends which sort of players are around him in, in terms of support. But, he'll yeah, he'll thrive on that. And um, I think we'll enjoy watching him in that role. And, you know, he'll probably add to our midfield scoring tally because that's I think that's what we, you know, sort of lack at the moment is our midfielder scoring goals and I think he will be able to do that if he gets some good positions of course well I hope you're right and hopefully at some point we get to get to see the young man in action um that's it for the news uh in terms of what's been what's been going on but we've got a little game to play today Stuart Watson the games master games, um, games master did you used to watch that yeah it's a brilliant film I think we're talking about a different thing. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about with Games Master. I'm going to look at you here, Stu. Games Master? Are you talking about something retro? Yeah, was, that, is, game, was Patrick Moore, was he the Games Master? I think he was. It was basically Patrick Moore's floating head, like <laughs> basically talking, watching people play computer games in the 90s. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, that's you today. You are. We've got Stuart Watson's floating head uh, here to bring you uh, to bring you a little football themed game that we're gonna we're gonna play. Do you want to um, do you want to tee us up, Stu, with what we're what we're gonna do? Well, there's there's a thing going around on on Twitter on social media at the moment, which is name six teams I've seen play live, and one of them's a lie. And so people are listing six teams. I thought we could put a little twist on it here today. A bit of a call, call your bluff, would I lie to you type vibe. So we can list our six teams and then you, we, each of us can be open to some, some quizzing from uh, our colleagues to see if we can uncover the lie. And then we'll all have a little vote and see if we can get it right. So what you've done is you've combined two popular games to make a super game. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. I knew he would. Right, who wants to start? Shall we? Do you want to kick us off, Stu? Games master. Yeah, if you like. Go on then. Let's okay. see what you want. Six Give us your teams. teams. I'm just going to read out the teams, right? And you can you can quiz me from there. Whitley Bay, Belarus, West Riding under 18s, Manchester City. Salisbury City. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five. You need one more, don't you? Who else have I got? Den Bosch. Den Bosch. Den Bosch. Where's I Den believe Bosch? Rude, Rude Van Nistelrooy used to play for Den Bosch. Holland, Den Bosch. Yeah. Yeah. When did you, you know see a bit Den... more about that? Yeah. When did you yeah. see Den Bosch? Yeah. Den Bosch. Uh, Ipswich Town pre-season 2012. Paul, as my first full season as Ipswich Town reporter, 
Paul Jewell um, wasn't particularly welcoming welcoming to me, uh, banned me from watching the uh, the training sessions from the sideline. Um, why? Option, why? Because he didn't he didn't want um, didn't want journos seeing getting any insight into tactics and that. He had tactics. Um, yeah. Right. Didn't didn't trust journalists. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was me. Archon wouldn't pay for a uh, a car, a hire car for me, so I had to uh, hitch a hitch a lift everywhere. I, they bundled me into the back of the um, the Ipswich Town team van, not the coach that the players went on, but the one that they had all the balls and the cones in the back of. <laughs> and I had, I had to climb into the back of that to go between the, the hotel and the grounds. Was this the trip where you nearly got mugged at the train station, getting the last train home? Was this the same trip? Yeah, yeah, it's that trip, yeah. Okay. With that being said, then, I'm, I'm minded to believe you on that one. I would like to know more about when you, um, when you saw Salisbury City play. Um, Salisbury City. This was pre-Novichok. Um, yeah. Poisoning pre-Novi- crisis. Pre-Novichok. Yeah. <laughs> this is pre-Novichok. This is going, you're going back to probably the, the mid-noughties. Um, but a bit, a bit like the Russian spies, I, I'd always wanted to see the cathedral. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, Archant's... Um, Whoever my boss was at the time said, "Can you go and do uh, Salisbury?" They were playing Braintree in a in a cup game, and I went, "Yeah, bang up for Salisbury Braintree." Never been to Salisbury. It turned out it wasn't at Salisbury. It was a it was a neutral venue. It was a playoff game. So you, didn't go, so you didn't go to Salisbury. Didn't go to Salisbury, but I saw him play live. Wow. Have you not? Have you still not seen the cathedral then? Still not been to Salisbury, no. It's lovely. I went to Salisbury last year. It's lovely, Salisbury. It is quite nice, actually. Yeah, nice, nice city. I saw Edgar Davids play at Salisbury. Did you? Yeah, for Barnet. Okay. Yeah, that Salisbury was on our on our patch when I lived in Wiltshire. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Edgar Davids, um, Edgar Davids played there. Anyway, it's not about it's not about who I've seen. This is about who Stuart Watson's seen or hasn't yeah. seen anyone anyone got any more questions for Stu? i think we've covered a couple of his teams read out the teams again uh so we've covered den bosch and salisbury city i'll get whitley bay belarus west riding under 18s manchester city belarus um, yeah belarus yeah belarus you want to know about belarus belarus yeah i saw England B team play against them. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at um, Reading's ground, Majeski Stadium. What are you doing? Uh, that was leading up to one of the World Cups, two thousand and six, probably. Uh, and I rang up Five Live afterwards to uh, to say that Peter Crouch should be a starter at the World Cup because it was like a warm up to the tournament. <laughs> Right. <laughs> do you feel like they listened to you i think he did start didn't he and that was that yeah. when rooney was we were all rubbing rooney's metatarsal in the newspaper was that 2006 um and crouch started as a result so, but yeah so are, you, are you suggesting that's thanks to you that crouch started in the world cup ringham basically invented the robot is what i'm saying <laughs> he's doing really well off of that and and there you are yeah 
Any any more questions? I, I feel Manchester City is perhaps the odd one out on this yeah. wonderful wonderful list. Um, surely you've seen Manchester City play? Uh, not for, not not for a working capacity, obviously. But uh, Everton um, supporting Everton, I saw them. They beat him either three nil or three one. Um, that was Joe Royal. I remember it because it was Joe Royal's first game back at Goodison Park after he'd left Everton. I think Konchelskis played for Man City around that time. Duncan Ferguson scored definitely that game. This was the Man City of one chop. Um, Steve Howie, Richard Dunn. Yeah. Long, long before you know, long before they were the force they were now. But that's when okay. I saw Man City. Yeah. Okay. And the only other one we haven't covered is the West Riding of Yorkshire under under sevens, was it? <laughs> under eighteens, yeah. Mm. That was the uh, County Cup. Yeah. Suffolk, Suffolk played them. Suffolk, Suffolk played him in the final at Bradford. Yes, and, take, uh, take, take that one out. He's seen that. I remember. Called me out. Yeah, I dragged Claire, my wife, all the way up there, and it, yeah. she she said uh, she'd come and watch the game with me because we, yeah. we were going to make a weekend of it. We were going off to the uh, Peak District afterwards, and it went to yeah. penalties. And she was bored, senseless. And then he put his expenses in and he wonders why he didn't get any expenses for the trip to Holland about three years later after he rattled up about 700 quid <laughs> going to see West riding under 18s. And then wonders why Archant didn't give him any money to go to Holland because this is what he does. Pathetic. Right, Ross, who do we, who do we think is the odd one out? Who are we eliminating first, Mike? You're, you, you're knocking out the West riding. West well, riding. Yeah. He, I think he's seen West riding and I... I've got a horrible feeling I, he's seen Belarus. I, it's the sort of thing he would do, that is, go and see Belarus and then phone up Five Live. That is exactly, that is a yeah. Watson type thing, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think I think he's definitely seen Den Bosch yeah, so, yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. So, so, Man City, Salisbury. See, Salisbury Braintree could, see, we did cover Braintree a little for a while at the Anglian. So he went, went, and he's got a bit of a soft spot for Braintree because he sort of was born within the Bow Bells of Braintree or something, whatever that means. So, <laughs> so, so he's got a bit of a soft spot. sort of thing he would do again, you see, take himself off to Braintree to Salisbury, watch Braintree somewhere else. Mm. I'm getting worried now. I don't know which one, Man City or what's the other one? Whitley Bay is the other one. Uh, Whitley Bay. He, I say, as he's non-league days, he could have watched that. You know, they had a good FA Vars run. I remember many years ago. Mm. Where did you see Whitley Bay? Lowestoft played against them. <laughs> Lowestoft. <laughs> see, <laughs> you see, I know too much about. <laughs> I know too much about him. He could well have got it. Look, I, he did. That's more expenses he rattled up. You did see, you say just... play? Did you say play against them at Lowestoft? Uh, I saw Lowestoft versus Whitley Bay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said you played. Oh, oh I didn't play. No. Okay. I'm going to Man City. Yeah, so am I. Is it Main Road Man City before they got to the big, big stadium? Yes. Yeah. No, Man City. Man City, I'll go for. Who you got, Russ? I want to go Salisbury. Final answers? Yeah. Man City. Ah. I've never, never seen Man City seen, live. You've never seen Man City. Unbelievable. They're the, they're the only team in the top 
three tiers of English football that I've not seen play live. Incredible. Please tell me you have seen Steve Howie play at some point, though. Yeah. Uh, probably not. <gasps> remember Joe Joe? Who? Oh. Say that again. Joe Corrigan. Remember Joe him? Corrigan. The goalie. For, for my time, my friend. Sorry. What era, what era is he? That 1970s. Mm. Good. Sorry. Right. Okay. So we've got two correct answers from that one. Who wants to go next? Michael, Michael Ross. Who's, who's going to go next? Don't mind. Go right, you got it right. No, you got it right. So. I'll go next then. Right. Okay. My six teams are, the, are thus. Malaga. Walsall. Barcelona. Morpeth Town. Red Bull Salzburg. AFC Fylde. Mm. Mm. Can I eliminate Barcelona immediately? Because I'm pretty yes. sure you've told me you've seen them at Portman Road. I've bored you to death with that story so many times. I don't know why I put it down there, really, because I, 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 when I wrote it down, I thought, well, that's stupid, because they'll just get that straight away. I think Walsall as well. I think you mentioned Walsall once. You, you went with your friend. <laughs> I think so. What do you mean I met? Did I? I went with a yeah. friend. Well, t- tell us, Mike, why, why did you see Walsall play? I saw Walsall well, on, a, on an odd occasion. I was covering Colchester United. Oh, okay. okay. At, at Walsall Stadium wherever it's called. I want to know a bit more about Red Bull Salzburg then. Now, Red Bull Salzburg, that's an interesting one. (laughs) Is it now? (laughs) I saw Red Red Bull Salzburg. I saw Red Bull Salzburg (laughs) in, in the Europa League. The Europa League. When on holiday against, when I was on holiday in Villarreal, as you know, I go to see Villarreal occasionally and they were playing red and I was standing in the club shop of Villarreal and the Salzburg fans came along singing Salzburg songs. Okay. So right. that's where I saw Salzburg. Villarreal, Villarreal. What year would this have been, Mike? Well, that's a very good question, Andy. I'm not very good with dates. I'm going to say roughly 20, oh, 2015. Okay, that's interesting because Red Bull Salzburg didn't kind of come I into said, being in, until um, two thousand and five. So you are in fact in the in the correct. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it was definitely it, yes, it was definitely it was it was after twenty oh five. Okay, now we know that you've got your gaff in Spain, which is in the Villarreal region, which. Is that why is that why Malaga's on your list as well? Is that when well, you saw Malaga? Quite right, Stuart. I also went to Valencia. Bit of Spanish. Do you like that, Andy? Valencia. Yes, very, very good. And they were, playing, they were playing Malaga in a La Liga clash, which I saw at the I've forgotten the name of the stadium now. Mastaya. Mastaya. The cathedral. Wonderful Beautiful. stadium. So yes, that's where great. I saw. That's where I saw Malaga. What was the score? Nil nil. Oh. Was it terrible game? Actually, I tell a lie. It wasn't. It was one one. Sorry. Was it still a terrible game? Pretty average. 
I remember the Malaga fans stuck high up in the roof somewhere, jumping up and down. You think you get stuck, sent high up in the Newcastle stand at St. James's Park with away fans. You want to go to the Mestalla and see where they stick you as an away fan. Hmm. Did you see Morpeth play quite recently, Mike? Well, now it's funny you should say that, Andy. No. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, when did you? When did you see Morpeth? I play? saw Morpeth Town in the FA Vars against Malden Town. Not, you might note, Malden and Tiptree, but Malden Town. Back in the, probably the 90s. And it was a win for Malden. Didn't um, form, former Ipswich midfielder Chris Swales slash defender play for Morpeth quite recently at the age of 45? I think he did, but he wasn't playing that day, Andy. <laughs> that, I do, that I do remember. And I also got a ticket for parking, parking ticket that day. Did you I, pay I, it? No, I put on expenses. And that's, yeah, so that was it really. Who does that leave us with? AFC filed. AFC filed. Yes. We're talking FA Vars exploits again at Needham Market. So that's my six. So you 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 have them all. I've you seen any more this. any more to say about filed? Uh, no, not really. I finished. I think three two on aggregate two filed. Interesting. When? When was this? Oh, ASC files about three years ago, four years ago. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Do you want me to go through any of the others again, just in case? Ross, you look as though you've never heard of any of my teams. No, I've heard of them. Um, got any follow-up questions, Ross? I'm, just, I'm interested in the Salzburg game, really. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not going to on it. I'm just, that is the team. That's mine. That's my pick. Who? Salzburg. Who was the best player for Villarreal that day, Mike? Peters. (laughs) 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 Jamie Peters. Okay, but that's that's probably going to have put that surely that convinced you, Ross, that he in fact did go to Villarreal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, damn it. Are you sticking with Salzburg? Yes. Um, I don't think you've. I don't think think you've seen filed play because well, I just said I had. <laughs> I'm sorry to doubt you. Um, <laughs> I just I just don't think you have. I think they'd come through the leagues a bit too far. Well, I I I, I refuse to to answer any more questions. If that's if you're just if that's okay. the way it is, yeah. I'll stick I'll stick with that. What have you got, Stu? Um, I think one of one of these foreign sides is is the red herring, and I think just Red Bull Salzburg just seems like a You've thought that's a funny name in your head. That's <laughs> a good just, name, isn't it? You've just plucked that out. So I'm with Ross on this one. I'm going to go for Red Bull. Okay, so we've got we've got two Red Bull Salzburgs, and Couple. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Filed. 
Okay, what you got? What you got then, Mike? Show well, your cards. Actually, there is. I must confess, there is a winner, and the winner is Mr. Hutch. Oh. Not seen you AFC filed because they were, they were called Kirkham and Wesham when I saw them, and they changed their name to AFC filed three years later after they'd won the FA Vars, or two years later, or a year might be after they'd won the FA Vars. But the year I saw them was Kirkham and Wesham. They're now called AFC Fylde, but I didn't see them as AFC Fylde, and I haven't seen them as AFC Fylde. But I did see Red Star Salzburg against Villarreal Europa League two years ago, or uh, five years ago. Was Peters really the man of the match? I can't remember if it was definitely Peters. It could have been um, Petois. I couldn't pronounce it. Yeah. Spanish. Yeah, two very Spanish names there. Right. Ross Halls. Mm-hmm. Producer Ross, the greatest producer on planet Earth. Mm. It's your turn with six six teams. Okay. Southwold. Napoli. Southwold. <laughs> Luzerne. Harringay Borough. Esfleet United. And Preston. Well, you've mm. seen Preston. Has he? As I want. Well, haven't you? Don't know, it's not you. You've got to ask me questions. Well, have you, have you seen Preston? <laughs> yeah, Deep Dale. Deep Dale is a. I think I've got it, Strong Lads. I think I've got it straight away. Tell us a bit more about Deep Dale, oh. Russ. <laughs> yeah, tell us about your dad, Deep Dale. <laughs> it was cold. Ryan yeah. Fraser and Brett Pittman scored as a 2-1 win. Mick McCarthy in charge. Um, went with a mate. Uh, went to the statue. There's a that that water statue with a tackle. Was it that tackle? You mean Tom Finney? Yeah. Tom Finney, yeah, Tom Finney. So we went and we took a few pictures of that. And, um, yeah, we won the game. I think he's been to Deepdale. I'm, yeah. I'm, con- I'm convinced. I think he rescued it there, didn't he? Yeah, some very clever games of buff bluffing. I'm yeah. convinced you've definitely seen Southwold because, as a fan of youth football, Ipswich Town's under 18s, I believe it is. Ah, they play, yes. they play on the common there every uh, every summer, generally. Not this, year. I, not this year. I refuse to believe that you have not attended one of those games at some point. I bet that's I've never been, but for that game, for a game there, I bet that's fun, isn't it? A nice sunny day out on the common. Yeah, um, good burgers. Barbecue. Kieran Dyer played one game for the under-18s two years ago. That was interesting. Still had it. Mm. Probably still got it now, hasn't he, to be fair? Yeah, pretty much. I think we can scratch Southwold off. Now, you've got Italian blood, and I know you've got links to Napoli. So there's a good chance you've been to Napoli, unless you've thrown that in for that very reason as a curveball. Who did you see Napoli play, Ross? Ferratina. Nice. Ferratina. Good game? Yeah, 1-2-1. One, one. Walter Mazzaro is the manager. Um, it, was a, it was in September, a very sunny day. I went with my, um, my cousin, who um, lives in Italy. And yeah, it was a really nice, nice day. What's his name? R- uh, Roberto. Roberto, your cu- the cousin, cousin Roberto. Yep. All right. Roberto Valente. 
Uh, it sounds that sounds fairly genuine. I I have a, I have a feeling. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Stu, with his Italian ancestry. So that then leaves Lausanne, Haringey Borough, and Ebbsfleet. How are you feeling about those, Mike? I think he's. I'm starting to worry. But where do you, where do you watch Ebbsfleet? Uh, well, it's my mate Dan's team. Uh, they were in the National League South. They um they beat. No, they lost two one against Margate. But yeah, we went just for for the banter. Really, he wanted to go. He supports Ebbsfleet, so we just went. Mm. Where is Ebbsfleet, Ross? Uh, it's near Kent. Very good. They're very good. Very, very good. <laughs> very my mate's good. from Kent, so. So it's a bit of a local derby then. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, they were doing well actually because we he actually got a season ticket for Richard's Town that season, the 2015-16 season, and uh, he he was not it, we, it wasn't a great season really. We weren't doing that well, and um, he went. You know what? Esfleet are doing well in their league. Let's go and watch a game. So we actually ditched an Ipswich game, home game, and then we went to see us see Esfleet United lose two one against Margate. What league was that in again? National League South. South. Yeah, they um they won promotion that year. I'm happy with that. I don't yeah. think there's that's a good bluff if it is, but I'm, I think we've got enough info there. Who have we got? Haringey Borough. Come on, them. Tell us about them. Wow. I saw us score 10 goals in this game. Who's us? Who's us? Uh, it's Haringey Borough woman take on Ipswich Town woman. And there yeah, 10 goals were scored. It was a very sunny day, not a very great ground. Haringey Borough were not very good. Yeah, there you go. You take photographs of the game? Yes. And my mate Darren. Darren nicked my camera and took a few pictures because I was getting bored. Yeah, I do remember it. It's Thrash and Harringay 10 nil or something. Mm, that does ring a bell that they play in the same <laughs> league as Ipswich. Not anymore. Does that leave us with them? Um... It's Lausanne, the Swiss, the Swiss side. Yep. You do, was, you've um, been to Switzerland a few times, you've said. Oh, yeah. Um, for skiing and stuff and, of course, eating chocolate. Yeah, Luzerne. Um, point enough, I did a career mode with Luzerne. That was good fun. But uh, on FIFA. But, yeah, um, I went there. Oh, have you got any questions for me? Yeah. Well, just tell us why you, why you went there. So I went with my mate. Um, he actually was born in Luzerne. And, um, luckily, the season was you know, being played because they have they their seasons from like October till like June and um, they had a home game against Young Boys and they won the game 4-1 at the Swisso Porus Arena. I completely <laughs> butchered that. I completely butchered that. Swisso Porus? The Swisso Pora Arena. Wow. But, um, yeah. Mm. But yeah, that, it, there's my mate um, who is is born and raised in Luzerne. He doesn't live in the Luzerne anymore. He lives in Norway. And you've got, uh, lot, you've got a lot of mates dotted around Europe, haven't you? Yeah. Thanks to my Italian <laughs> family. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I went over there because I go. I've been twice to Switzerland, and that time I went to watch the game, and they won. What colours do they wear? Nice question, Andy. Nice question. Blue and white. Don't know, yeah, I don't know what they, they do what, as well. 
I don't know what. I... Yeah, blue and white. They were at home, so they were playing home. Do you know that, Andy? Yeah. Andy knows that. Yeah, I sensed he did. Yeah, mm. he's correct. Um, I still think it might be. I, I'm not sure you have seen Lausanne or Lausanne, whatever you play. That will be my pick. Okay. Mine will be mine will be Napoli because I think that's an obvious one that you might well have gone to, but you actually never have. Okay. That's the only reason. I'm going to go for Preston because I think I don't think you'd have gone all the way to Preston, even being a even as a fan to watch a game. I think you've thrown them in there as a curveball. So I'll okay. go with Preston. You're all wrong. It's S Fleet United. Yes. Do you know what? I should have said S Fleet United. <laughs> he was bluffing away there about the Conference South and all this, that and the other. I do actually, fair enough, true story. My mate is actually an S Fleet United fan because he's raised in Kent and he actually got me a ticket for that game, but I didn't go in the end because I actually didn't fancy going in the end. So, but yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, good, Ross. That's a I good. Have been, I, I have been the Preston once, and that was that two-one victory. Brett Pittman, Ron Fraser. So, Interesting. So, so you bluffed us all for once, yeah. Fair play. The bluff, well, well done, Ross. I'll bring you one of these Easter eggs into work when we eventually can go into work. I haven't eaten them all. <laughs> Fair play. There's no way you're not getting through all of those Easter eggs with with two teenage boys in the house. No. By the time you eventually go back to work. No way. They're in the garden. Sunday. Good. Good. Okay. <laughs> so that just, that just leaves me. Um, would you like my six teams? Yes, please. Okay. First team is Ajax. That is Ajax. Team two is Natspeer Nufel Ajid Throtter. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Natsbeer... you say, can we just say you've seen them? Natsbeer Falagid Throtter, also known as Throtter Reykjavik. Uh, team three is Harchester United. <laughs> team four is the Wiltshire Air Ambulance 11. Oh. Good, good side. <laughs> uh, Swindon Supermarine. And Fiorentina. Mm. Now, we know that you spent many years on patch working at the Swindon Advertiser. So the Supermarine, I think we can rule them out. I've seen Swindon Supermarine live, actually. They played against Colchester in the FA Cup one year, but I think you've seen them too. Why? It, what was the game? Or did you see them multiple times? Loads of times, Stu. I've seen a current Ipswich Town player play for Swindon Supermarine. Jackson. Caden Jackson. Ah. Ah. Eight games, four goals. You've definitely seen Swindon Supermarine. And you bloody love Dutch football. I know that about you as well. You're always watching Dutch football and you're always making little foreign jaunts. Mm. Ajax, I think. I think you've been to Ajax. I think you've been on a pilgrimage to, to see Ajax at some stage. Have you been there once, more than once? Uh, I've been there once, yeah. Um, 
I saw Ajax beat PSV Eindhoven 3-0 on a day where the game nearly got called off due to the heaviest of heavy snow around the ground, which meant no PSV fans could come and locals couldn't really get there. And I had one of the best burgers that I've ever had uh, before the game from a little restaurant called Burger Bitch. Burger bitch or bitch? I've heard this before. Burger bitch. How did the snow disrupt your travel plans then? How did you get there if the PSV fans couldn't? Uh, Well, we we were already in Amsterdam, which which helped uh, because the snow came on the the Sunday, which was the day of the game. The snow came on the Sunday, but we were already in Amsterdam. So all we needed to do was get the train out from the city centre three stops to uh, the Johan Cruyff Arena and we were there but um, yeah it was very dangerous conditions around the, the ground so uh, yeah that was that was Ajax Who else do you want to know about boys? Well, I want to know about the Wiltshire Ambulance whatever he's talking about what's that all about? Oh, the Wiltshire the Wiltshire Air Ambulance 11 Yes the Wiltshire Air Ambulance 11 yes those the Wiltshire Ambulance 11 Good side they are Good yeah. side, led by Darren Anderton um, and others who I can't remember. Darren Anderton played through the entire 90 minutes, though. It was a charity match against Swindon Town in which Paolo Di Canio scored a hat-trick um, against the Wiltshire Air Ambulance 11. So these but weren't they... staff members of the Air Ambulance. They were just It was just a side raising money. For them as I a think charity. there were some staff members involved, but they had some ringers as well. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but Darren Anderton's one of the most injured players that ever hit the football pitchers of this country. And what was he doing playing for the ambulance eleven? Was it some sort of trick? What was what was what was the... I think he was just like re- like thanking them for Thank all their hard well, work yes, on all it. Their help. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Darren Anderton stroking it around nicely. Chris Kamara played in that game as well. Um, um, I can't remember for who. Probably Swindon, because he's a, a bit of a Swindon legend. So he probably played for them. Ben Shepherd. Um, some other people there. Uh, yeah. Did Jonathan Wilk? Did Jonathan Wilk yes. play? Yes, he did, because he's local. Actually, I think he played <laughs> for their ambulance. And he's he was local to Swindon. Um, there was talk that Robbie Williams was going to play, but he didn't. My friend Chris Chris Wise played as well. He was the, the local BBC commentator at the time, who was actually a really good footballer, and he played for the Swindon team. Did, no Mick, invite, did Mick Jagger play? Mick Jagger? Well, you see no. everyone else there. Don't wonder if he played as well. <laughs> quite, a star, quite a star-studded no. charity, Evan. Mick, Mick Jagger didn't play. No. All right, I'm, ha- I'm happy with that. I want to know about Harchester United. Is this are they the fictional team from um, the yeah, Sky Dream Team? Dream, dream team. team. Yeah. How yeah. so they how have you seen them play live? That was another another charity game where the cast of a bit it was a bit it was a bit confusing actually because if I don't did any of you watch Dream Team? Yeah. Danny Potter was in Dream Team. Well, the, the local Coach at Stowmarket Town. Was he? Was he one of like the, the um 
He was a goalkeeping coach. He was a goalkeeper in Hartchester, I believe. He must have been like one of the non-actors then. That was was he there to kind of like make up the, to make it look like they actually knew how to play football. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know exactly, but I'm sure he was part of the. Is that Sky? That's on Sky, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Sky One. Sky One Dream Team. Yeah, Danny was yeah. definitely in there. Uh, I did. Well, I don't think he played in this game anyway, because this this was it was a bit confusing because it was kind of made up of all the. Um, it ran for like a few years, and yeah. it was made up of all the all the teams were mishmashed together. So you'd have players that played for Harchester playing with others who had sadly died in the show um, before they had even signed for the club. So it was all a little bit confusing for the diehard fan. But, um, but yeah, it was good though. It was a good game to watch. Carl Fletcher, he played. Star striker. Luke Davenport. Um, who did they play against? This was another Swindon game. Um, not played at the Swindon Swindon's ground, though. This was actually played at Swindon Supermarine, which was uh, a bit more befitting of the kind of size of size of crowd that they were going to expect. It's quite a nice little non-league stadium, actually. It's got got two nice stands down the side and not, uh, and some nice stuff behind the goals as well. So there there were a lot of people there. But um, well, they were in the purple kit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Swindon actually um, auctioned off all of those, and I made, I did make a, a bid for. I think it might even have been for the Wiltshire Air Ambulance again. That might have been the charity of choice. But um, I did make a bid for one of the Dream Team shirts, to my shame. But I uh, 150 pounds was maybe beyond me at this stage of my life. Had it been now though, I would have uh, pushed it a bit further. Because of all that were, were the Wilshire ambulance there on the sidelines for any injuries? <laughs> um, I think they just went the old St John's ambulance ah. for this one. That was their ambulance of choice. Come on then, this Reykjavik side. Tell us about them. Oh, he's oh. beat Iceland. Natspear Fulgir Throtta. Throtta Reykjavik. This is a bit of a cheat because I have seen them play. I didn't see the whole match. Um, we were in Iceland on our honeymoon. In Re- we were in Reykjavik for a little bit at the start of that. And uh, we uh, we were just walking. Um, and I wanted to go and have a look at the National Football Stadium, which was relatively near our flat that we rented. So went for a little walk down there. And they were playing. And they didn't play in the National Stadium. They played in a little stadium kind of next to it. So we looked in on them. And... Um, yeah, it was all right. Watched about 20 minutes of it and then uh, I was told we had to leave. Why? Because my wife didn't want to watch football on her honeymoon. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I know. I asked that question as well, but um, <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Yeah, sadly that ended there. Okay. Right. Who are we going for then? I'm going for Ajax. I'm going for the beat. I think he's seen plenty of football in Holland, but I reckon he, I reckon that game was called off. I, I reckon he was there to watch it, but didn't see it. There you go. You haven't asked me about Fiorentina yet. Oh, is there one more? Was oh, I? Up to you. You, can, you can go straight on to the guess if you want. No. I would be pre- I'd be prepared to guess Fiorentina blindly, but I would, I'll 
give us a bit of info on that one on, before I make my call. Well, it was a September day and it was very hot and sunny. Um, Walter Mazzari was the manager and they were playing away at Napoli. Um, <laughs> Nap- You're at Napoli <laughs> as well. Napoli, Napoli it's won. It's the same game that Ross was at. Napoli won that game 2 1. Ah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't actually. It was actually a pre-season friendly at Portman Road that was rubbish and ended nil nil. Yes, they did. Yes, and two thousand. Yeah. Nerd comment: Ipswich wore their ho- the away kit at home. Interesting. Um... Well, I'm sticking with Ajax. Because I know, I think that Fiorentina is absolutely correct. I, I, I imagine you were there. Because that was just my guess. Town got promoted, wasn't it? Or that yep. year. Yep. I've changed my guess. I'm going to say Harchester United. <laughs> Harchester United. Ross, what have you got? Mm. I know you like your Iceland stuff, but I'm going to go with that team. What team? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it earlier. <laughs> oh dear. Reykjavik. Yeah, that, that one. Go on then. What is okay, it? Okay, so you're going with Iceland. One of you is correct. Thank you. I think I still, I think. I've seen Ajax in the snow. Um, it's not Ross. I've seen 20 minutes of football in Iceland. So it's Stu. Yes. I haven't seen Harchester, but I really wish that I had because that, <laughs> that would have been a really good experience. That's a good one. Good one. What a fun little game. Good game, good game. Okay. We're starting to have a few technical problems here, aren't we? So why don't yeah. why don't we call this? Let's end the fun on a high and stop while we're winning. Um, thank you everyone for listening hope you played along at home and had a, a few guesses and uh, got some right um, but from me to Ross and Mike this, this is the poorest goodbye I've ever heard <laughs> we'll do it for you Andy Andy says goodbye bye everybody I'm going to negotiate my contract I'm not come on this rubbish again <laughs> see you later bye to football, Brexit to Pokeville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
Podcast from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.